Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comments for Wednesday, the 11th of January, 2023. The first lottery is drawn in England in 1569. It's been running for about two and a half years to sell the 400,000 tickets. Each cost 10 shillings or about three weeks' pay for the average citizen. The prize was 5,000 pounds, about a 10,000 to 1 payback, with other lesser prizes. Of course, the sell was classic. The money will be used for government projects and other public good works. There is a bright side. It appears in this case all of the collected money was paid out, and it was little more than a government loan over the time the tickets were sold. The simple fact is, governments and also charities never have enough money. No matter how much they raise, there is always the need for more. The movie line, Feed Me Seymour, comes to mind. The problem is not new. The earliest lotteries go back to the early days of the Roman Empire. Not completely unlike the lottery, the first life insurance company is incorporated in 1759. On some levels, insurance is a good idea, but if you listen to your agent, you never have enough. Between homeowners, auto, life, and health insurance, Americans are paying nearly 20% of their income. That money is mostly lost. There is a reason why insurance companies are deep into the financial markets and real estate. They have serious cash. The first public demonstration of the telegraph takes place in 1838. The telegraph was the first electronic and high-speed communication method. Even if it was just a few miles, it opened the door. The Drover's Journal begins publication in 1873. A drover is another name for a cattleman and, by extension, a livestock farmer. The journal was the first livestock market newspaper. Fed cattle are going for $1.58 a pound this morning, so for each pound of meat at the butcher, $3.85 is going to the farmer. The rest is processing cost. The difference between the fed cattle price and the meat counter is also the byproducts and trimmings. The Grand Canyon National Monument is created in 1908. Before there were parks, there were national monuments. If you follow Texas music history, Tommy Duncan was born in 1911. Duncan, born toward the end of 14 children, left home at 13 to share crop on a relative's farm. By 21, he was busking for a living outside of a Fort Worth root beer stand. Busking, if you're not familiar with the term, is playing on the street corner for tips. That was about the time he entered a talent contest and met Bob Wills. Wills and Duncan had a synergy that brought the two to a higher level than either could manage alone. In 1917, an artillery shell factory in New Jersey has a fire and resulting explosion. The fire began at a workbench of a worker with German connections. Germany never admitted guilt, but paid a $50 million settlement four decades later. Of note, the process to clean the shells... And the point where the fire started used open pans of gasoline and rags as a cleaning solvent. 14-year-old Leonard Thompson was the first person to have diabetes treated with an injection of insulin in 1922. Car designer and sometime race driver Carol Shelby was born in 1923. If you were to use a single word to describe Shelby, it might be colorful. He trained as a pilot during World War II, but did not see combat. He stumbled around a few years before landing in auto racing. He was reasonably successful, especially in European cars and formats. Health conditions ended his driving career, and he turned to building and designing cars. The 2019 film, Ford vs. Ferrari, details some of his exploits, 
with typical Hollywood departures. The Cobra and several performance models were complements of Shelby's skill. Amelia Earhart becomes the first person to fly solo from Hawaii to California in 1935. The forerunner of KDKA Television in Pittsburgh goes on air in 1949. Part of the Dumont Network, it links stations in the Midwest to the East Coast, creating the first networked television broadcast. The Surgeon General publishes a report in 1964 that states smoking may be hazardous to your health. Some claim this is the beginning of the anti-smoking campaign. And to some degree, that would be correct. But tobacco has been big money in the lifeblood of small farmers, mostly in the Carolinas, Kentucky, and Tennessee. There is also a heavy tax on tobacco products. The government has its hands in both pots. Otherwise, it would have long been banned. But that brings us to the drug wars. You can see how well that and prohibition have worked. The first part of the 1970s, there were two countries known as Pakistan on either side of India, distinguished as West and East Pakistan. In 1972, East Pakistan changes its name to Bangladesh. Pakistan was a coined word. The older term was Bengal, like the tiger, and that relates to Bangladesh. That is where the tiger comes from and by further connection to the Cincinnati football team. Five years ago, President Trump was taken to task for using a disparaging term to describe most third world countries, especially in Africa. Okay, that was not polite. Now the fact is, equatorial Africa has been dealt a tough hand. That region does not have decent soils, and it's doubtful that any amount of technology or agricultural practices can make them productive and self-sufficient. Soils are a chemical process, and the year-round warm temperatures have worn them out. Then we can consider the cultural and political climate. It is little more than tribal warfare. There are several regions around the world that have the opportunity to observe their neighbors and learn from them. By this I mean America and Western Europe. Yet they have not made significant improvements. It's a very complex subject, but the element of mindset is just not there. The culture just does not want to make the changes needed. A few years ago, I sat in a corn breeders meeting discussing nutrient deficiencies in a third world country. They were lacking beta carotene. The diet was mostly traditional white corn meal. An easy fix was to switch to yellow corn, yet they were reluctant to change while suffering from the effects of their choice. Are you watching the media circus on the Biden documents? Nothing to see here, just keep moving. At least that's the narrative. The simple fact is, in all likelihood, any top executive most likely has mishandled classified documents. The key point is how the media wants to deal with it. Hillary, it seems to be the worst player, and you see where that went. It appears Biden will likely make a run for president again next year, but do not be surprised if Hillary's name does not at least get floated. This is not a good morning to be flying. The Federal Aviation Administration, an agency of big, all-knowing and capable brother, had a computer crash this morning. They publish NOTAMS, which is short for Notice to Airmen, or at least it once was. Now in the politically correct world, it's been sanitized to Notice to Air Missions. These are published statements of conditions or information that pilots need to know, usually outside of weather statements. Pilots check to see if there are any NOTAMS along their route before taking off. No warnings being published means no flights. That's history and comment for the 11th day of January. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.